been good. It's been good having Nez. So we'll start with 16. I've got a little one asleep in the other room. She's been watching Disney documentaries with her. Five years old, and she explained to me and AJ what the importance is of an exclamation mark. Um, she's teaching me things I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> she's gonna be she's gonna be as smart smart as a whip, man. And we were watching a couple of documentaries. We just watched one about the making of the Disneyland Haunted Mansion. Okay. And uh, she was just mesmerized. And like you know, normal normally kids when they're watching like interviews and shit like that, they tune it out. Mm-hmm. She's watching interviews with the old original Imagineers, and she was just like, just <laughs> mouth open, man. It's really cool. So, all right, man. Number sixteen. You want you want to go first? All right, number 16, um, I believe this was on your list earlier on, and that's Shudder's Elevator Game. Okay, you got around to it. So is it as bad as some other people or haters are saying, or are you with me that it was it was kind of a fun watch? It, I enjoyed it more than I didn't like it. It, it, it okay. surprised me Fair it was enough. a little bit more on the lower-budgeted side as far, as far as production. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I it kind of took me off guard. The story was fine, you know. It was one Uh-oh. of these little younger, younger people trying to do one of these internet things that they've heard about. So I, I thought that was fine. Different one. I haven't heard of the elevator elevator game, so it was fine. Cast yeah. didn't bother me. It's just the production okay. was a little bit more on the lower budgeted side than I expected. Well, I I get it. I get it. It sounds like you're more with the majority, man. Most people that that I'm talking to are like, "Oh man, that that was lame." <laughs> I'm probably right there in the middle. I, I I don't remember who it was I was listening to, but they they really took a took a dump right on it, man. Was it the geeks? I don't remember. I know <laughs> Phil didn't like it. He talked about it. Oh, that's who it was. It was Phil. Okay, that's right. Where 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 would you put it, man? Right dead center or what? I'd give it a five. Ah, fair enough. All right. So uh, not not super recommend that, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I mean, if you if you got Shutter and you want to throw on something in the background while you do something, sure, why not? Because it's got right. a story. It doesn't need your full attention. All right. There you go, man. Well, I'm uh, – let me move on to my number 16. I – Decided to check out a documentary. Have you heard of this one? Monster. I got to read the whole thing. It's a long title. Monster Inside. America's Most Extreme Haunted House. Does this ring a bell? Uh, Hulu, right? Yes. uh, It is is on Hulu. And this is the story of uh, Russ McCamey that runs Hmm. McCamey Manor. I think I've mentioned it a couple of times on the show. I think so, yeah. So you got to sign a 47-page waiver just to go in and that certain things in there like, you know, uh, we're not responsible for head trauma, loss of teeth, loss of fingernails, yeah, waterboarding. See, stuff like that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not signing anything like that. <laughs> well, remember Philip? Remember what Phil said when, when we brought it up with Phil? Phil oh, said, right. I, he said, I'd kick somebody's ass. <laughs> But you can't, because this McKinney dude gets it set up where he's got all these henchmen around him, and they've got you fucking bound and gagged and handcuffed and shit, and you can't do a goddamn thing, man. So, uh, I, 
I don't know, man. I'm with you. There ain't no way I'm going to no. take part in something like that, you know? 47 pages long. That's sketchy to me. Yeah. Well, the documentary, Brian, wasn't wasn't what I was hoping for because I was I really first of all, I thought it was going to be kind of a dramatization of it, mm-hmm. like somebody playing the part of McCamey and, you know, like a Dane DeHaan type character. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't. It was a it was a I, I call it almost like a like a an attack piece. Because basically they took four people that that went through the, the the haunted house. We'll call it that. It's not a real haunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and they uh, basically all just shit all over McCamey and said what you know what what an egotistical bastard he is and whatnot. So uh, I don't know. I can't I can't recommend it too high. I'll give it about a six. Okay. So yeah. But bottom line, I, it was really just kind of more of an attack piece on McCamey. It's like all four of these people had uh, an agenda, you know, like the one guy was an ex-military guy. And uh, I think he was just embarrassed that he was kind of humiliated and tortured in it, whereas he was probably used to being the torturer in, uh-huh. in, in his three tours in uh, in Iraq. And then you got a woman that she kind of like almost tried to insinuate that he raped her. But yet everything she said, she did willingly. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that works. So. Not not as good as I was expecting, man, but uh, you won't catch me in McCamey Manor, but I, w- I will give this one a six. Okay. It was, uh, it's worth the watch, man. It's, it's, it, all the videos they showed were pretty extreme, but it's stuff that's been on YouTube. Um, but it's, yeah, not, not a bad hour and 45 minutes to spend if you want to watch a doc. So six on ten. All right, gotcha. Um, next up is number 17 from me, and that is Dear David. Never even heard of this. I guess um, Dear David. <laughs> okay. I guess this continues from my last uh, pick into the, what I guess you would call internet horror. Okay. Uh, I know I've, I've heard of this movie. Uh, BuzzFeed put it out. They made it. I'm so you're sure you're familiar with BuzzFeed. Somewhat. Um, fill, fill, fill the listeners in that don't know what it is, because I'm only vaguely familiar with it. Well, they do like articles, top ten lists, stuff like okay. that. Oh yeah. All right. I know. I know what you're talking about now. It's uh, more of like a website then, right? Yeah. And gotcha. um, I was not familiar with this. My youngest daughter, she she's heard of it, so I guess it's like a thing. I guess the the myth goes if uh, if you're in a chat group and Dear David pops up in the chat group and asks you a question, you can ask him two questions, but don't don't ever ask three or you'll die. Uh, okay, so you got on this kick after the elevator game, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I got you. This one I would definitely recommend over the elevator game. It's okay. not the greatest movie, but I I've, as far as like. Like I, I'm, a, I'm gonna just call it internet horror. As far as that subject, I thought it did a good job because um, the guy played played the game essentially, the Dear David thing, and right. stuff was happening to him throughout the throughout the next coming days. And you know, to everybody else, he just looks like he's just going crazy, and they don't really know what what's going on and stuff like that. So I thought they did a good job on it. Uh, nobody, I, I didn't recognize anybody as far as actors. So I thought they did a ah, pretty solid okay. job. 
So so this wasn't set as a documentary. This was a drama. No, a dramatization. A, yeah, it was okay. a movie. So. All right. Um, Dear David, where, uh, where, is, where is it available? It's out there. Ah, <laughs> one of those. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of teetering between a six and a half and a seven. Not bad. Not but bad. if I had, okay. if I had to lock down the score, I'd probably give it a six and a half. Yeah, that's that's decent. Two thirds good, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, I uh, after this one, I stayed on a, do- a documentary trajectory for a little bit, and uh, yeah, have you heard of one called The Unbinding? Does that ring a bell? I think I've heard of it. I know I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar with it. Well, this this is another one of those that I couldn't really find streaming readily, so it's kind of like, as Nez would say, it's out there. So, gotcha. uh, uh, Brian, this was kind of a piece of shit to me. Uh-huh. Now, the production value was, was very good. The photography was, was really good. Of the Like, you got a lot of pan and scan you know, type scenes where you've got the little new England village that they're in and the camera goes around and shows like an old church and older buildings and, um, older houses and stuff like that. But I don't believe a word. Any of these people are saying, basically you've got a guy that was kind of, you know, I guess he was sort of raised as sort of a, a Baptist, uh, Bible Mm -hmm. thumper type fella. Yeah. And so he kind of, I guess he first got into the occult by studying the Bible. (laughs) And, and then from there, he, he kind of, I guess, sort of got this crush on a, I don't know if it was a girl that he he went to school with or just knew through social circles, but she was Wiccan, like she was a witch practicing. So he got together with her and, um, dude, I mean, this is really cheesy, Brian. This this was pretty bad, man. Like the way that the way that he narrated the story was like, I never really believed in the occult, and ninety nine point nine percent of the ghost calls that were called out to were fake. But this one really got my attention. Let me tell you all a story. Gather around the campfire, kids. Boy, it was bad, man. I I don't think it'll make my bottom list just simply because I don't feel like I can fairly judge it. Um, just cause I'm not like a big fan of these, you know, ghost hunters on travel channel and that type of thing. But if you really, if you really feel like you need to see this movie, just go watch ghost hunter episode on the travel channel. You'll get the same thing, gotcha. you know, lots of hype, lots of verbiage, but like, so appear, I'll give you an example. There's one scene where this little totem creature that they have that they called the crone. Why? I have no idea. Cause they thought it looked like an older woman and it had um, someone had put nails in the eyes and a noose around it. Somebody found it out in the Catskills and sent it to him to study. And there's one scene where this crone statue is sitting there and like stuff in the room is moving. Like you can see posters flapping. Oh, and of course he's got all these posters around. Like I want to believe, you know, and pictures of UFOs. I think, you know where I'm going here, Brian. Yeah. I got so you, kind of can see it move but it's like of course it was at nighttime right so you've only got the night vision on it but you kind of can't see it move i i don't know that sums it up i i give this one a three man <laughs> this is just a bunch of a bunch of exposition and hype and like almost nothing happens like literally nothing fucking happens so not my cup of tea man 
All right, number 18 uh, for me is a zombie movie called Herd. Now As this, in like, this a, I, like a herd of zombies. Yes, I have heard of this one. Um, so what would you think? I was bored out of my mind. This is... <laughs> Oh no! I think I, I think it was Matt that <laughs> was got... asking me on Facebook. Okay. I, I think I told him this was like a really boring episode of The Walking Dead that they turned into oh, a movie. No. Oh no! Wow! So that's it's, two strikes already. Yeah, it's nothing you haven't <laughs> seen before. Like these, this this lady and her wife, they go on a camping trip uh-huh. to kind of fix their relationship. You know, get some time alone. Right. Uh, one of them gets injured. They have to get help, and that that's when they they when they're trying to when they run into people. That's when they find out the zombie apocalypse has happened. Sounds promising. I mean, yeah. you know, that's a great setup. But as The Walking Dead did very excellently, the zombies were right. very secondary in this movie. There was just a bunch of oh, shitty people oh. that you knew were going to die. Oh yeah, and it was it, it was more like a drama, Lance. Just like ouch, this this relationship with these people. Then you got the 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 one guy that was just kind of a shitty person, and you know he just kept saying <laughs> saying to him he was saying all the uh-huh. right things and making all the yes. right moves, and you're just like it's it's just <laughs> shitty people that you're waiting for okay. to 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 get eaten, and of course you got the the other group of humans that are coming in to take their stuff. Of course. And of course, you, you know, they're they're more militarized. Yeah. Of course the, they are. <laughs> and I was just I was just watching it and I'm like, okay. this is like an episode of The Walking Dead. It's just you just put in different characters in place of the ones that we know. A particularly bad episode. And the, and you know, Lance, the acting wasn't uh-huh. bad or anything. The zombie makeup really? wasn't bad. It was just boring well i haven't seen it but my i did put you did get me interested enough to pull it up on imdb and i and i will tell you the very first uh, user review just simply says turd now you know me i'm positive okay i'm not gonna call people's movies shit or trash because i'm just right watching movies i'm not making movies it's well made Decently acted effects were okay. okay. It's just I, because of the walking. This, like I said, I'll say it one more time. This is like a boring filler episode of The Walking Dead that they just extended it to an hour and a half. Why? Why would they? Why would they do that, man? I don't know if they thought the um, story was going to drag people in. Oh no! Oh no! And they've got the guy. They've got. Uh, the, the guy that ended up killing all the innocent people from Brooklyn Fort 45 in it. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm going to keep this one off my list. Is, is this going to make it to your bottom 10, or is it? It can't be that bad. I, I, you know, I think I'm having the same good problem that I had last year. Okay. That I think my bottom ten will be consist of movies that normally wouldn't be in my bottom ten. So I'm thinking the same thing, man. I'm thinking the same thing. Like I said, not not okay. not poorly made or anything, but just offer right. entertainment value. This this could slide in at the at the, at the top. <laughs> okay. 
All right, Heard. Not to be confused with Amber Heard. Ah, you know what? I, I watch stuff with her, and it, I don't hate Amber Heard. Okay. Well, yeah. She's easy on the eyes, right? Yeah. I don't got to talk to her. Might, might leave a turd on your pillow, but, uh, you know. Not my pillow. Okay. It's all Johnny's. <laughs> all right, number 18. What'd you give it? Oh, um, I was really bored. Uh-oh. So four and a half. Ah, okay. That's higher than I expected. Um, so we're on number 18 now. Yes, sir. We are making our way through the month. Um, so I watched a uh, movie. I, I just randomly pulled up because I was in the hotel room, so I didn't really have my normal, you know, services through my TV. So I just kind of had to watch something through my phone. So I really didn't want to watch a couple of the ones I'm really looking forward to that I'll talk mm. about a little later because I wanted to see them on a bigger screen. So I randomly picked something on uh, Screenbox called Hebe. GB TV. Have you heard of this? Yes, I have. Okay, so this is the tale of two movies to me. Okay, so first of all, you've got the the short segments, kind of like the fake commercials that they do and stuff like that, that are basically zero budget and and as a result, quite frankly, pretty endearing. Um, I actually really enjoyed those little segments and I, you, you could tell that it was a passion project for somebody because they probably had about, Oh, I don't know, $10,000 or less to make the movie. And they kind of gave it their all. And they had some pretty cool corny jokes, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, decent computer, I'll put it to you this way. The computer animation in it, it, it at least it was from the heart. Of the mm. people that made it, unlike all this CGI fire that you see in the multi-million-dollar productions these days. So that part of it I really enjoyed. Um, but when you got to this one segment, Brian, that was like about a 40-minute-long segment that was the feature film. They were kind of trying to do the grindhouse style. It was called mm. The Night Eater. Okay, and it's basically about a guy who's going to be going on vacation in a month or whatever. So he's on a real strict diet, right? So he's got a boss at work that he'll be in there eating a salad at his cubicle and, you know, kind of like office, office space style. The boss comes in and leans over his cubicle and says, Hey man, we're all going down to get some big juicy burgers and shakes. You want to come? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you're on a diet. <laughs> well, that's okay. Keep it chipper. <laughs> So it's like, like, okay, this is kind of funny, you know, it's kind of cute, but basically the premise is that this dude will, like, wake up in the middle of the night and go into his fridge and raid it and eat, like, a sandwich. Brian, that's literally the movie. Sounds amazing. So, yeah, really, really, really got boring after about 10 minutes, and I had to sit through 40 minutes of that. So I, I got to give credit to the filmmakers. You could tell that. You know, these people were all just doing it for fun. They probably got paid nothing to be in the film. They just wanted to do it. And it, there were some pretty good shout outs at like old exploitation, 80s and 90s style horror. So for all that, I'm, I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a six, man. Nice. Um, the feature film in it was was worth kind of fast forwarding through. But all the fake commercials and infomercials and stuff like that were were a lot of fun, man. So. 
Ah, I would watch it. I'd give it a shot. Why not? Nice. All right, moving on to 19. Uh, my 19th pick was a very light on the horror, more on the... You ever heard of the genre? It's This is not what it is, but it reminded me of the genre. Kids on Bikes movies. Absolutely. Yeah, like uh, eight, usually like during the 80s. Yeah, Stranger Things, when, Goonies. Yeah, when... We, when we were able to ride bikes around without yeah. our parents freaking out, yeah. It, it's not exactly that because they're they're like late late teens, early twenties, kind of. I, I, I never really pinpointed what their age was, and it's a movie called okay. uh, Monsters of California. Another one I haven't heard of, man. Directed and I think maybe also written by uh, Tom DeLonge from Blink One Eighty Two. No kidding. Okay, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Okay, I'm not gonna spoil it. It, it has to do with uh, UFOs, Bigfoot, uh, Phillips, par- and par- paranormal <laughs> stuff. Because okay. um, from what I understand, Tom is very big into the paranormal and UFOs. And... Philip Philip has mentioned this before, Brian. Yeah, because after brought this up, okay. Yeah, after watching the movie, I, I just looked up a couple things i guess he's organized like bigfoot search parties and when he's on tour riding his tour bus he'll they'll they'll make stops because he wants to look at the skies to see if he sees anything like he's just i guess he's just been into that kind of stuff since he he was like a kid at at least he's passionate about it right yeah uh the movie it was it was it was pretty decent i felt it ran a little bit too long it was almost okay. two hours. I think they cut a good 20 minutes out of it. Kind of made it around 90 minutes. Essentially, it's a a kid. He He's... I can't... I don't know. See, I feel weird calling him a kid because he, he almost felt uh-huh. like he was early 20s. I'll just say a teenager. Kind of like kind of like John Travolta in Greece, huh? Yeah, him and 30, his friends... 30-something-year-old playing a high school kid. Yeah, him and his friends are... They're into looking for paranormal stuff, UFOs, Bigfoot, just all, everything. His father got him into okay. it. His father was in the military. Father went missing one day, and he's just kind of been just, like, super into this stuff and also wanting to know what happened to his father. And then we kind of get into what might have happened to his father as he's kind of digging around and stuff. Uh, you know, finding stuff of his father's that that was a uh, military top secret stuff that okay that, that the father wasn't even supposed to have and we we know where this is going <laughs> yeah so okay not a bad movie the, I, I right. really what I really enjoyed was him and his uh, two friends because they they felt yes. like genuine friends the way they just kind of talked shit to each other and fooled around and yeah. Always checking out his hot sister and was just like, come on, man, hook me up with your sister. You know, it just it just kind of felt like <laughs> kind of felt like genuine friends. Right. And I, I thought that was a, a good part of the movie. Um, Could have did a little bit more on the actual topic. Like they very slightly touch on the paranormal stuff. Slightly touch on the Bigfoot stuff, and of course the main theme was uh, UFOs and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Just kind of wanted a little bit more of that because they they kind of were going through like his his problems at home and stuff like that. And there was just a certain part of the movie like you gave me all that information. Stop, (laughs) stop going back to it. Stop, stop force feeding me, huh? 
Yeah, I, I get it. Tough stuff's tough at home. His father disappeared right. and the family kind of fell apart and I get it, you know. Let's sure. stop bringing it up every 15 minutes. <laughs> oh boy. But uh I, if I you know what? I I'll give it a 7. What? I think That's I really I, I really enjoyed the characters. Okay. It sounded like the dialogue was pretty realistic too, so that that helps. And a, a, another movie, I think uh, the only, I only recognize one actor, and that was, I think it, I, I, I didn't look it up, I think it was Casper Van Dien, because he's kind of, oh, he's kind of older I, now. I haven't seen him in it forever, man. Yeah, he but, plays like uh, the father, because the father, like I said, was in the military, so it's like his uh, okay. old military buddy. And this is, uh, you said it's called Monsters of California? Yeah. I, I'm kind of intrigued, man. I'm I'm actually uh, thinking about checking this one out. Um, yeah, I see what you're talking about. I see a couple of the screenshots here. It's like uh, people that you that you really haven't seen before, yeah. but and and it, I thought it was pretty well filmed, actually. Casper yeah, Van, D- Casper Van D- and uh, Richard Kind is in it. Yeah, and uh, okay. I will say right. I, I felt like it was it was it was filmed. Pretty good. As I think it was Tom's uh, directorial debut as far as a feature film. So, so he did better than than the guy that sang uh, "Mother," huh? <laughs> uh, Help me out here. Um, <laughs> what was that terrible movie? Oh God, we're gonna have to do it as a commentary. Uh, I think <laughs> somebody's gonna make us do that one as sir, a commentary. I know this ain't the name, but well, for some reason I want to say erotica. Is that not it? Verotica. Verotica. Ver- <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this is a better Verotica, huh? Oh, he he <laughs> okay. blows him out the water. But I will say I still want to watch. Uh huh. The, the the cowboy vampire movie he has next because that just yeah. looks ridiculously bad. Is is Nick Cage in it by any chance? Because that would put the icing on the cake. Oh, but Devin Sawa's in it. <laughs> okay, well, I we're gonna watch it. You know that. And Danny Trejo. So. Oh, I'm totally in then. <laughs> but yeah, Monsters of California. I I give it a seven. Right. I just I just really nice. like the character. Not you know not not so much the backstory on, on one of them because I felt like okay. they dwelled on it too much but the the character development I just I really believe that these were friends I felt like this was Tom DeLonge and Blink One Eighty Two like if they were younger hanging out looking for okay. UFO shit yeah not not just a bunch of fake lines that they were kind of like reading off cue cards and stuff like that. yeah because I'm sure I'm sure you've seen movies where these this group of friends have been friends for 20 years and then you're just right. watching the movie and like there's no way these two these guys <laughs> we, would ever be friends with each other at, at least once a month brian <laughs> see that at least once a month <laughs> all right number 19 for you yeah all right i'm gonna check that one out then i appreciate the heads up uh okay uh this is one that uh, just came out. I think is help correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Shutter, uh, Night of the Hunted. Yep. A good Shutter. old sniper movie. Pedro talked about this last mm-hmm. week. Um, he's not far off. I don't think I liked it as much as he did. Um, he's right that it's it's like a flaw. It's flawed characters, which kind of helps add to the drama of it. 
Um, and I do have to take my hat off to the director for, you know, making almost a two hour long movie that takes place literally inside of a gas station, um, except for maybe the opening 10 minutes or something like that. So, um, you know, kudos to that. Um, I think it got incredibly heavy handed politically. Yeah. Um, there were some shots in there. Uh, have you seen it, Brian? Yeah, uh, talking okay. about it here in a couple picks. All right, so I, I would say there's a couple shots in there. Like for example, you got like a red cap, <laughs> the baseball cap in the background, and an American flag, and you're like, okay, we get it. <laughs> so, but I mean, I'll, I'll say that the uh, the dialogue was was pretty decent, and for somebody to be able to drag a drag a two hour movie out with that small of a setting, I've, I've got to give them kudos, man. I'll, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not as high on it as Pedro, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it a strong seven, man. I enjoyed nice. it. It's a good watch. Good watch. All right. Moving on to number 20. Um, this is, uh, we talked about it on the last episode of the horror turns. Uh, I watched shaking shivers and found oh, out yes. that it technically <laughs> is not a 2023 release. That's okay. I think we so. I had to pivot real quick, and I noticed okay. uh, Netflix is showing um, this. I don't know if they started this month, but uh, they're doing horror short films on there. Yes, I saw something called Disco Inferno. It's like that's 18 the, minutes. Okay. That's the one I checked out, and you can and? pass on this one. Oh, no. Production. How do you, fu- how do you fuck up an 18-minute movie? Uh, production is good. Acting's good. Um, it's just I don't know what was going on in the story. It takes place oh, at no. a disco. Okay. But I think the lady had some something prior happen to her because uh, it seemed like she was maybe possessed by something or something was trying to possess her. And but she kind of she kind of leaves the disco. Then, huh? Yeah, she kind of leaves the yeah. disco to go to God the bathroom, and then right. it almost like. She, Things like switch, and it's like I just use this as an example. It's not exactly okay. what happened. It's like she went into the further, like she was in a alternate reality of what of what. Like she was still at the disco, but nobody was there, and everything was like dimly lit. Dude, and it I sounds just, it sounds phenomenal. Yeah, it it's it's well made. It's just I have uh-huh. no idea what was going on. Maybe I just wasn't paying okay. attention. Well. Maybe they should have made it 19 minutes. Yeah, and then it kind of... And added a little exposition, Christopher Nolan style. (laughs) And then it kind of ends kind of on a cliffhanger, and I'm just kind of like, was like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But like you said, the the movie is 18 minutes if you have Netflix. Oh, my God. All right. I think think they dropped a a few other ones that I'll probably end up checking out on there. Uh Uh-huh. Because I don't know maybe if this was... part of a series of shorts maybe i just didn't watch it in the right order or something and maybe, i just maybe it'll maybe it'll lead into something else then yeah because I, when i found out there was others on there i'm like okay. maybe i watched like what was supposed to be like the second or third entry in the series or something but if it's just a single set story then i yeah don't know what was going on <laughs> fair enough man fair enough uh if i had to rate it i Production was good. Acting was good. Uh, six. Not bad. I mean, better yeah. better than half. Better than half, right? Yeah. Um. All right. Look, for my next movie, I dived back into documentaries to see if I could finally get one right. But before I do, 
a little bonus. Ding, 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 ding. Bonus announcement. I was true to my word, Brian. I did check out. I made up for my Friday the 13th debacle. And mm. uh, I did check out uh, Never Hike Alone 2. Is that what yes. it's called? Yes. And not my cup of tea, man. <laughs> Sorry, right. guys. I know y'all love it, but I'm just not – I. Look, I love the campiness. Like, I, I, probably my favorite of the Friday the Thirteenth movie was the three D one, because I love the cheesy, you know, sticking the knife through the shower curtain and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, there was one of them that where it took place at a barn that I really enjoyed. Was that number two, where they were like they went down to a, a bar in town and they met up with people and then they went back to a barn and like somebody fell out of the front of the barn and got hanged or something like that. Yeah, or maybe that was part three. I don't know. It's kind of early on in the series. Yeah, I, I it's all a blur. <laughs> <run> right? <laughs> all right. So my takeaway from this movie is that obviously, you know, Jason is immortal, and obviously Tommy Jarvis is also immortal because you got like a fucking seventy-year-old dude getting getting hit with arrows, getting whacked upside the head, getting left for dead, and he's still breathing at the end. Movie. So, is there something going on that I'm not catching? Like, is there a supernatural aspect to why Tommy Jarvis hangs in there? Or is he just there because he's like part of the mythology? Well, we, I mean, we forgive uh, Ash for taking all the damage true. he does. Yeah, true. All right, we'll 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 leave it at that. Um, but at the end of the day, I did enjoy it more than I didn't. Um, and for a fan film that this guy literally got people to just send money so he could make the movie, I'll, I'll give it a six and a half nice. uh, out of out of respect for what the guy accomplished. So my next movie is a documentary that I finally think they got right. And this was called uh, The Devil on Trial on Netflix. Oh, Netflix so, yes. yes, this is the documentary version of uh, Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It, which was basically a piece of shit. Um, this one, I think, got it right, man. This, this was – it was a good documentary. It told it from all sides. So you got basically one person that they interviewed that completely believed that it was Satan. You've got another person in the same family that they interviewed that said these people are all full of shit. They made everything up. you know. And then you got some opinions in the middle. So this is a good, solid documentary, and I would highly recommend it. And it goes a lot into the Warrens, and um, you do get to see a lot of their occult collection in different parts of the movie. So I give this one a strong seven and a half. Nice, solid documentary on Netflix. So um, it, it did it, it it did what the movie didn't do. Correct. <laughs> Correct. All right, uh, number twenty one for me. Uh, you just brought it up. The Night of the Hunted. Yes. I uh, have nothing much more to say. I completely agree with you. Uh, I did feel it was getting a little heavy-handed on the some of the stuff they were saying, but I... Sure. Sorry, my dog's scratching at the door. It adds to the show, Brian. <laughs> um, I, I get what they were trying to do as far as the, the plot they were trying to set up, and um, I, I, thought it, I thought it worked well all completely, but like you said, majority of the movie was shot in a gas station, mm -hmm. and... Yep. Um, as far as uh, some of the gore was pretty pretty good too. Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on score of seven. Nice, nice. All right. So uh, what are we what are we moving on to now? Twenty one. Yes, sir. Wow, we are get we are moving right along. Okay, th- this one's going to be this is again this is one of the ones that I very specifically waited to see until um, I could get a bigger screen, and this I actually enjoyed so much I watched it twice uh, within about three days' time. And this is a little movie called Cobweb. Ah. Um, have you seen it yet? I watched it around the time it came out, and I think. Okay. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, the family sat down and watched it. We were sitting yep. down for a family movie, and I was like, "Well, it's October. We're watching a horror movie." There you go. What 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 were what was your takeaway? What what were your thoughts about it? I wanted a little bit more out of it, but I okay. thought, as far as performances, uh, Homelander, Anthony Starr, <laughs> right. looked like a complete psycho. Yes, he throughout did. The movie. And, he was basically Homelander playing Homelander, wasn't he? And uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Oh, my um, God. It's like, it fit. Uh, now, don't get yeah. this the wrong way. It fit the uh-huh. movie. It's like her character was in another world, the way she was acting. Okay. In this kind of um, goody two-shoes type, you know, proper... Mm-hmm. We we do everything the right way. We don't, you know, nothing negative, everything positive. But you know, deep down, there's something going on, and it's just she yes. she she just played that character like she's not all there. She's living in a complete fantasy world. The way the way she was coming off and handling certain situations, and I thought the kid was pretty decent too. I I did too, man. I did too. I liked I liked everybody in this. Um, I like the fact that they kind of turned what you thought characters' motivations were sort of like on their ear, and like uh, come to find out that there were people that you thought may, may, were maybe sinister that maybe there maybe there was something good to them. Um, yeah. As it turns out, but uh, I don't know, man. Well acted, um, a good movie. It, it was complicated enough that I, like I said, I did watch it twice because I just want to mm-hmm. make sure I hadn't missed anything there at the end and. Um, I'll give this one a good a good strong uh, seven and a half. It's yeah. um, probably not quite a top ten for the year, but it's it's damn close. It, it'll it'll be mentioned. Uh, definitely enjoyed it, and I, I like the twist at the end. Yeah, and it fits in good with Halloween set during Halloween. Yes, it does. Yes, <laughs> it's correct. I wasn't even expecting that. All right, moving on to number twenty-two. Now this is my list is going to take. A drastic turn downhill oh, from here on oh, out. No. All right. Well, let's uh, let's knock this one and one more out, and then and then we'll have to wrap up um, right. after that. Are you okay with that? Yep. Uh, number twenty-two, Natty Knox. No, the, I've heard bad things, man. <laughs> from the director of Halloween Four. Now they 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 okay that's right they, they threw that out that. there the director of Halloween Four Dwight Little starring Daniel Harris Bill Mosley yes yes uh, Robert England should be a masterpiece man it is not it is a <laughs> mid level okay. story mid level act outside of those people I just named. they yeah. did they did excellent I love seeing Daniel Harris I really I'm hoping when they whatever next they do with the Halloween franchise, I, I want her involved 
if not as the same character as a different character because she gotta really bring loved, her back. Yeah, I, I love Daniel Harris. Uh, Bill Mosley is always awesome. Right. Robert England, whenever he plays, acts in something <laughs> other than Freddy Krueger. It's like there's like a touch of class added to to the movie. And he seems to ham it up. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was. He was. I can tell they they all had a good time in this movie. Okay. But the story was generic. And then there's um, the actual, I'm doing quotes, Natty Knox character when she pops up throughout the movie. It is the worst effects that I've ever seen. Really? That's strong words, Brian. Like if somebody would turn and look in a mirror and she would like be in the reflection of the mirror. I'm like, that's completely, obviously not in the mirror. It looks so just... CGI'd onto the mirror. It was ridiculous. Like like going through the Haunted Mansion at Disney World or something? Yeah, and then, then there was some bad acting. And the, the main little girl oh, in it boy. started out, I was like, I kind of like her. And then as the movie okay. progressed, I'm like, damn, shut up. Someone shut this kid <laughs> up. <laughs> like worse than Mimi from uh, Psycho Gorman? No. Mimi, I, I I never thought was irritating. I thought she was hilarious. <laughs> okay. It uh, she was doing the little kid overacting thing. Oh no! Like uh, Philip used to talk about uh, Lulu, Lulu Wilson. Is that her name? The yeah, Becky but girl? under she's under Lulu Wilson now. <laughs> Whoo! This is rough, man. <laughs> this is rough. So that was uh, what was that number twenty two? Natty Knox. Sure. And you give it what a uh, three. A three. Okay. Uh man. Well, my number twenty-two. I don't really know how I can rate it. It's called Death Metal. Had to watch a little Tubi movie because I'm like, okay, got to check out at least one Tubi original to throw a little love at Scott and Heather because they're mm-hmm. always covering Tubi originals and and throw a little love at our Australian friends who do the Tuesday show. Yes. Um, Brian, this movie started out with a heavy metal song and proceeded to do nothing but like people playing like little flutes and acoustic guitars around a campfire and a convoluted story that makes no sense. Um, I'm almost embarrassed to say it's going to end up on the bottom 10, but I don't see how it can't. Um, there's no metal in death metal, Brian. I, it's a it's a two on 10. I think... I got a screener for it a year oh, no. ago and watched it, and I think Man. I said I think I said something back then. Not enough death huh? and not enough metal and death metal. metal. There you go. <laughs> That'll be that needs to be on the box. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, we're gonna stop at number twenty-three. So our, my final uh, movie I'm gonna talk about this episode. I was really looking forward to this one when I heard about it earlier this year. It's called In My Mother's Skin. It is a... I Phil- don't think I've heard of it. It's a. Uh, it's from the Philippines. Okay. A lot of the reviews uh, I heard were, were pretty good. One stood out to me. It said, Guillermo del Toro meets The Conjuring. That's what they described. The that would get my attention, for sure. It's set during World War II times in the Philippines. Okay. Family's kind of trapped. A rich family's kind of trapped at their mansion. They need to get help to to get to safety. The father leaves to go 
talk to the Americans to see right. if they can help. So he leaves his family alone, and that's when all the okay. supernatural stuff happens. That's when hell breaks loose. <laughs> There's a few moments where I'm like, yeah, that's a little Del Toro-ish stuff going on, but it's like typical Conjuring-esque movie stuff. Like, I didn't... I was really disappointed. I wanted more Del Toro. Because okay. when you tell me Del, Del Toro yeah. meets the Conjuring, I'm sold. Cause I, yeah, that's, I, that's strong words, man, right there. It's visually good. Okay. The acting's good, especially the main, the little girl. She she did a phenomenal job. I think she was a teenager, supposed to be a young girl. Okay. She did a phenomenal job. But it's just everything I was watching in the movie, I was just like, I've seen it seen it before you're you're showing me nothing that's, new that's too bad man yeah so but if anybody does want to check <laughs> okay. it out I, I i give it a six it's called the the skin of my mother no that's that right. sounds like a weird We're, movie <laughs> no. uh in my mother's skin in my mother's skin okay. and it's uh it's on all right Prime. well i probably won't watch it but uh Thanks for the heads up, man. Yeah, if anybody doesn't want to watch oh. it, it's on Prime, and it is subtitled. So, All right, well, look, man, I'm hoping that our next episode uh, goes up in quality a little bit because I'm also going to end on a sour note. Oh, no. Um, my no- 23? Number 23 here? Yes, we right? We are <laughs> Gotta 23. Keep straight now. This is a little movie that I like to, I like to call Flashlight in a Cave. For two hours. I think I know where you're going. Or jittery flashlight in the cave for two I, hours. I think I know where you're going because I think me and Philip also went to the same cave with a flashlight. Why did they? Was there evidence that there were aliens involved, or was that speculation? I or, went on a. Well, first tell us what what movie just. Um, this is a little movie that they called the Outwaters. Okay, when I watched it, <laughs> it was kind of on the level of Skinamarink, where I felt like there was something yes, there. very Skinamarinky. Something there yeah. that maybe I'm just missing. And I that went on a deep yeah. dive. Okay, okay. And there's a lot of fan theories of... Uh, mm-hmm. Minor spoilers, everybody. Like the loud explosions in the background. Sure. That, sure. that you're hearing was an invasion happening. Sure, why not, man? Why not? Okay. Uh, sorry, dude. The, the the only, I mean, there was a gory section where somebody's walking around, and you can barely see, like, with the flashlight jittering around, you can barely see, like, his guts falling out, and he's, like, walking around with his intestines and oh, saying you, the Lord's Prayer or something. Did, did you enjoy the tiny, tiny little spotlight of the flashlight? Um, Brian, this movie is a one and a half on ten, okay? This but was a fucking piece of garbage. To but me. you see, the the weirdest thing is, I can't disagree with anything you're saying. Okay. But this movie will not be in my bottom ten. Oh, it will be in mine. <laughs> it's that that is Skin really Marine. Bad. As much really as I bad. didn't like Skin Marine. Okay. I still understand that maybe there's something. These are the times when I really wish that we had a little bit more pull and we can talk to these directors. 
We probably could <laughs> pretty easily, dude, <laughs> to be honest with you. As a matter of fact, Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, Emma Tammy directed and co-wrote it, dude. We, we, Jay and I interviewed her for The Wind. Yeah, that so, was, that was, I remember, <laughs> I remember speaking to people to get her to get an interview. I had to jump through hoops on that one. I know, and that was a good one, man. We probably could, but I don't think the directors of the Outwaters would want to talk to me. I'd pull a, I'd pull a Philip with a guy with a green hair or purple oh, gosh. hair, or whatever. <laughs> Classic moment. Yes. Oh, on that All note, right. <laughs> shall we commence again in a few more nights? Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that uh, covers another another installment. We may have one. We may have two more, short shorter ones. But uh, Brian, I guess until the the horror returns again. Good night. Oh, on that All note, right. <laughs> shall we commence again in a few more nights? Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that uh, covers another another installment. We may have one. We may have two more short, shorter ones. But uh, Brian, I guess until the, the horror returns again. Good night.